Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton, and we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. Today, we're diving into how to raise your vibration in unconventional ways. So raising your vibration is a term that has gotten a lot of popularity and uh, it's kind of like a buzz phrase, a buzz word, if you will, because we're getting more aware. I think our world is waking up, becoming more spiritually aware. And so we're aware that it has to do with vibration or energy. And as you know, on this podcast, Science and Spirituality, we love to blend the two worlds together. And I think that's the coming together is actually at the level of vibration or at the level of energy, because energy is a very scientific thing. It can be measured, but it's also very spiritual. And so bringing these two things together is important when we talk about how to raise our vibration. And I mentioned it's going to be in unconventional ways we're going to talk about because some convention, some conventional ways you probably have heard of or use yourself could be gratitude, could be visualizing uh, connecting with your dream, with your purpose, uh, even doing some journaling uh, to write out your vision. These things are very common of ways to raise your vibration. So I wanted to share with you some unconventional ways that I personally myself use to raise my vibration. Now, before we dive into the seven ways of raising your vibration in unconventional ways, I want to define vibration and what it means to raise your vibration so that we're all on the same page. So first, Vibration. Everything is vibrating. Everything. This is literally called the law of vibration, which we have at least one other episode on this, maybe two. If you just search law of vibration, science, spirituality, you'll find it. But vibration is everything. Everything vibrates. This is this really the scientific viewpoint of this. Uh, if you take a highly powered microscope, electron microscope, and peer down into the depths of creation of the the makeup the what makes up matter what makes up reality it's all created out of particles we can call them different ones we call our protons neutrons electrons uh you can even go deeper than that and they're quarks which are subatomic particles and they're all different types but the one distinguishing factor for any of those things is the rate of vibration that they're at, because at such a, a deep, tiny, tiny level, it eventually all becomes the same, same thing we're talking about. And this, you can look it up, this, we won't go into depth on this episode about it, but there's a thing called string theory, which with our most highly powered electron microscopes that we've had, maybe it's even something else than an electron microscope that was needed to have this kind of power to peer into the, the building blocks of matter. But at the deepest depths that we're able to observe at this point in human history with our instruments is it literally just looks like dancing filaments of light that make up the subatomic particles, that make up the electrons, the protons, the neutrons, that make up our atoms, that make up our molecules, that make up our body, as well as our the inanimate objects around us, like a desk, a computer, the phone that you're maybe listening to this on, or even to organic matter like a tree. So all of that, to, to even something bigger like our world, you know, the whole planet Earth. So it all comes from 
vibration. It's just vibrating at different rates. So that's the very, very short version, very simplified version of what vibration is, but now how it relates to you and I. We vibrate because we're literally a mass of molecules that are bundled together to have this human body that we live in as souls. And even our soul, I believe, is a, a specific vibration of frequency, but maybe cannot be measured with our human instruments yet. But it's all vibration. Now, we may say some things have a low vibration and some things have high vibrations because we're talking today about raising your vibration, but it's not about good or bad. That's a key distinction we want here as we begin our discussion on raising your vibration. It's not about a low vibration being bad. And it's not about a high vibration being good. It's just different. And it's literally just the rate or the frequency of it vibrating, that particular piece of matter that we're talking about. And so well, here, here's the distinction, though, or how this relates with us. We may define it or make meaning of a quote-unquote low vibration and say it's bad because we often experience low vibrations as emotions that are difficult to process, that are uncomfortable to feel like shame, guilt, anger, sadness. We can call them lower vibrations. And that's actually been studied. There's a whole book on this called The Map of Consciousness. I forget the author right now, but I uh, didn't have that prepared to share right on this podcast episode. But uh, just look it up, The Map of Consciousness. And um, there's been scientific studies that prove the different vibrations of different emotions. And so, again, we experience sometimes low vibration as uh, an emotion that is, quote unquote, not good. But it still is useful. It's helpful in our human experience. It helps us evolve those things, especially if we learn to process those emotions and understand them and love them so that we can integrate them into our human experience and then grow from it, evolve from it. So in that case, you could see it's not bad. So it, I want to invite you to put the, the judgment on low and high vibration on hold just for now because that will help you in actually raising your vibration because it'll be much easier than to face some low vibrations and not be stuck there. Now, one other thing I want to begin to share, and then we will begin on the seven main ways of unconventional ways to raise your vibration. But in my experience, the uh, definition of what it, mean, what it means to, uh, or what our vibration is, because I was kind of alluding to it by speaking about low vibration and emotions, but our feelings are our conscious awareness of the vibration that we are living in. Our conscious awareness of the vibration that we're living in, that's our feeling. So based on how we feel, we can see that's where we're at in our vibration or where we're at in our vibration. So it could be a low vibration, it could be high vibration. So in a very simplistic way, which definitely is more deeper than this on a spiritual plane, but our emotions are our vibration. And if we want to raise our vibration, then what we're talking about is raising our feelings or increasing the more positive, uplifting, expansive feelings in our life. Because when we're feeling more expansive, more consistently in our life, then we start to attract more good things in our life. Because by the law of attraction, like attracts like, and with a higher vibration, we have a more connected experience of the good things in life that we really want. So that's what it, that's why it matters to you and I to raise our vibration and do this consistently. And but it, just coming back to my point about low vibration emotions not being bad, it's not about being in a high vibration twenty four seven. 
That's not what this human experience is about. But I believe in our evolutionary process, we are in this stage of awakening to make it more frequent, those higher vibration emotions or those higher vibrations that we experience as emotions. And, uh, and manifestation becomes so much easier when we're raising our vibration because, again, like attracts like. But also, if you think about something vibrating at a very, very quick rate, it almost seems like it's not moving at all. In other words, it becomes still or there's a, a stasis to it. In other words, there's a oneness becoming of it. And while in our human experience, we see that all the time, like you look at it and at any inanimate object, like I have some crystals on my desk right now and they're not moving. Like to my naked eye, they're, they're standing still. They're at peace. They're at oneness. But it's a very high vibrational rate that they're, they're vibrating at. And so the reason I'm bringing that up is because if we really want to manifest the good things in our life, when we raise our vibration, we start to become more one with what we are wanting to manifest, whether it's good health, whether it's great relationships, attracting the one to our uh, the, our soulmate, our one person in our life, uh, generating greater fulfillment in our work, or starting that business, writing that book, or increasing our financial freedom or peace in our life, like whatever it is that that's an increased vibration because it's more than we've, what we've had up until now. And so when we increase our vibration in our emotions, then we are able to not only attract and create, but also sustain and make one or stasis or a stability in essence with our desire and what we want. So hope that makes sense. I'm, I'm trying to put to these words sometimes to more of a spiritual experience and more of a feeling, uh, but that's been my experience with that. Now, without further ado, I know you've been at the edge of your seat, maybe <laughs> where are these seven? And uh, so let's get into it. The seven unconventional ways to raise your vibration. So number one is simply to smile. Yes, you heard me right. Simply smile. It will literally raise your vibration. And interestingly enough, it will raise your vibration even if you're not in a good mood, if you're not feeling okay. In fact, that's actually probably the best time to use this unconventional way of raising your vibration is literally smile. You don't have to feel happy or feel uh, joy, feel love in order to smile. You can smile and then feel joy, feel happiness, feel love. It's often backwards. We, we, we're waiting for something external to change for us to feel better when we can change our physiological state by means of our body language. And so when we smile, when we literally just smile for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, it'll change our vibration. And I, I actually discovered this way of changing or raising your vibration in, in an unconventional way. I wasn't expecting this, but uh, about a month ago, I think it was a month ago now, I was taking a bath and I do this thing called, it's called legs up the wall. It's a um, uh, somatic posture, I guess you'll call it, to relax your nervous system in a deeper way. It's literally, and you don't have to be in a bath to do this. I was just in a bath when I was doing this, but uh, you literally put your, your legs up the wall, having your knees bent. And it's a very relaxing or vulnerable position to be in. So it literally signals to your nervous system that you're safe. So it's a very, very good thing to use or do when you have, uh, if you're uh, having the anxiety or if you're just wanting to calm your body more so that you're more open to maybe greater insight or your intuition, 
So it doesn't have to be like you're in this bad state in order to do that. But anyway, I was doing this, practicing greater relaxation. And since in the bath, I was putting my legs up the wall, like my torso and my head had to be lying flat, basically. So I was still kind of floating, but half of my head was underwater. And so my ears were completely submerged. And I was practicing gratitude while I was doing this. And so I just naturally started to smile. And when I smiled, I, I noticed something very interesting. I started to hear, kind of, I could literally hear the vibration of my muscles causing the smile to form on my face. So in other words, I was activating my muscles in order to smile. And it's actually been proven as well. This has been scientifically studied that it takes more muscles to smile than it does to frown. And so there's a greater exertion of energy, but just like any good exercise does, it it energizes you. And so this like dawned on me when I was in the bath, when I was just practicing gratitude and I was, had my head underwater basically, and I was smiling. I was like, oh my God, I can literally hear my my muscles working to cause this smile. And in other, way, in other words, increase my vibration. Because literally moving our muscles, because, oh gosh, I didn't mention this earlier, but another conventional way of raising your vibration is working out, going for a walk. Like we know this, right? Getting out into nature. So why it works is because we're moving our body and there's the body-mind connection. And so when we move our body, we're naturally increasing our vibration because we're literally moving more. So uh, smiling is an unconventional way of doing that. So uh, it's a very interesting thing that I discovered is number one for unconventional ways to raise your vibration. Number two is laughter. Laughter. This is maybe a conventional one, but I want to share an un unconventional approach to this. I was alluding to this when I was mentioning how you could be happy and then smile, or you can smile and then be happy. It's the same thing with laughter. Most of us wait for a stimulus to laugh, a really funny meme or a reel that made us chuckle that was we really related to. Uh, maybe a good comedian that, comedian that we love that we watch their special on Netflix, or maybe just you know our partner or a friend cracks a joke and it's hilarious. Personally, I love dad jokes. I literally have a book on dad joke, dad jokes, so I will laugh at pretty much any dad joke or a, a a pretty bad pun, basically. So that's a very conventional way. I mean, naturally, when you laugh, you're increasing your vibration because you're feeling better, and you're moving your lungs, you're you're exercising your diaphragm to actually cause that laughter, but there's another practice and it's the opposite way. So it's a laughing practice where you choose to laugh. In other words, you cause yourself to laugh so that you can be happy. I believe this is a Japanese practice, a laughing practice, um, but at least in some Asian culture that I learned this from, that they literally have what's called laughing yoga. And they will literally, ca literally cause themselves to laugh so that they can increase or raise their vibration to feel better. So they might be having a tough day, but they laugh for themselves so that they can feel better to raise their vibration, to increase even their longevity. So it's a fascinating practice and I highly recommend trying it out. I've done this a handful of times in my life. It's not a very consistent practice of mine, but it works. It really does. It seems ridiculous, but you just start to cause yourself to laugh. And it could literally be that you just... For in other words, force a laughter, like you just literally say like, ha, 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 ha. like just literally cause yourself to laugh. Like there's nothing to laugh about, but to just be in that laughter. And uh, it's again activating the diaphragm, using your lungs, breathing in a particular way, so that you are laughing.
And then honestly, it's funny. There's been a handful of times I've done that where I start laughing and then the laughter will be contagious and I will laugh about my own laughter. And so I will actually laugh like a real hearty belly laugh. So really interesting when you get into that. So that's number two, laughing practice. Number three way and third way of unconventionally raising your vibration is to observe nature. I mentioned before, a conventional way is to be out in nature. Yes. You know, getting your feet into the, the grass or, uh, uh, putting your hands into a river, like, yes, like getting into nature and feeling it for sure. But observing nature is something that it's often a common experience, I'll say, but it's not a very conscious one most often. Because usually when we're out in nature, we're maybe thinking of other things or, uh, yeah, we're looking at, you know, a beautiful sky, but uh, we're thinking about then like, you know, our partner next to us, our friend that is with us, we're talking or uh, maybe we're listening to music. So what I mean by observing nature is that you pick one thing surrounding you in nature, whether it's a flower, it could be a bee, it could be a blade of grass, heck, it could even be the river, like one particular part of the river that you're sitting on the bank of, it's just like maybe like where there's water flowing over a rock smoothly. So picking one aspect of nature, heck, could be the sun, could be one particular cloud, we would do this as kids, right? Just stare at one cloud. But um, but as you just pick that one thing, you give yourself a challenge and focus on just that for 60 seconds. Watch when you do this. It's fascinating. Your mind will start to wander, most likely, within those 60 seconds. Like So if I say, I'm going to stay focused on this flower. So I might be thinking thoughts like to stay focused on the flower is, that flower is really beautiful. It's about five inches tall off the ground. Oh, there's a bee that did just come to frequent that flower. And the flower is purple. It has beautiful petals. Oh, how many petals does it have? One, two, three, four. Oh, I just forgot. I had to get groceries tomorrow. Oh, I don't have that in my schedule. And then, oh, wait, wait, I had to, I have to focus on, I want to focus on this flower. So let me get back to it. What's in the middle of the flower? No, that's beautiful. And then our mind will wander again. So it's interesting, but it's a, not only a practice of connecting with nature, but it's a way of developing focus or developing your attention on something that you had chosen. And that is not easy. And so that development of focus is part of the raising of your, vibra of your vibration, not just you being out in nature and connecting with nature, but that is the other side of this for sure. Because nature this is actually a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson who is a the founder of the transcendentalism movement in the United States in the late 1800s. And he said, the vibration of nature is perfect. The vibration of nature is perfect. Fascinating, right? I love that. And so if we just observe nature, yes, being out in nature, but observe it, be connected with it, be present with that piece of nature, even just for a short period of time. And promise you after you're done with that focus practice, you'll feel better. So that's number three. Let's move on to number four. The fourth unconventional way of raising your vibration is to immerse yourself in positivity. Immersing yourself in positivity. Now, you know, it's interesting. I mentioned this before in the third one. I want to reiterate this, that some of these may not seem unconventional, but the way in which you do it can be unconventional, which is a different way with engaging with this practice to raise your vibration. And so this one, immersing yourself in positivity, what I mean by that 
is that you consciously engage in something positive for a long period of time, not just a minute or five minutes or 10 minutes. That could be great, but I really believe that we have to make a consistent practice of this, maybe once a week, once a month, where we dedicate a few hours, maybe to even an entire day to immerse ourselves in positivity. Because our mind is often filled with a whole bunch of things from our very connected world, from social media, from news, from our email, from the people around us, from work. Like It's not always positive, right? It's maybe sometimes difficult to actually find those people or find those outlets that are positive. And it's great to engage in those. But again, it's usually only for five or 10, maybe 20 minutes if we really look back and assess how long we've stayed connected with something that was positive. And so immersing yourself in positivity is where you made a dedicated effort or a conscious decision to stick with something for a long period of time. One example of this could be making art. I have many of my clients who are artists, whether they're writers, authors, poets, they're also painters, uh, people who draw, make oil paintings. Um, others are artists as in they're singers, they're music composers. And they will often say that they get lost in their work. And it's three, four hours on one piece of art that they're creating. And then they look up and they're like, wow, like that time went by quick. And they maybe, maybe their physical body feels a little bit tired from that amount of focus, but they feel energized in their soul. So that's an example of what I mean by this. Immersing yourself in positivity or something that uplifts you. Heck, it could be a good movie, sure, but that's sometimes hard to come by because, you know, with any movie, there's a there's a, a roller coaster of emotion that we go through for because we want that, of course, for any good movie. Um, but yeah, find ways to connect and immerse yourself in positivity. That one example is art. Another example, I find my favorite way, because this is the most consistent I've practiced this way of raising my, my vibration, is to connect with a community of positive people, a community of like-minded souls. And you may not have that in your local vicinity, and I get it, that's challenging. I've, in my past times, uh, found ways of connecting with positive community, like uh, a website called Meetup, meetup.com. It's a really great website that uh, posts events from your local community. So there's that. Uh, sometimes there's local events at like your your local recreation center or your library, uh, just looking for things that you are most interested in. I guarantee you'll find some places around you that there are people who are interested in the same kind of up-leveling of their life or staying positive in their life. So I get it. It's difficult, especially in our current world. We often feel so disconnected, especially from what had happened from 2020 and COVID and shutdowns and lockdowns. Like our world is not the same anymore. But this is still such a deeply like innate thing as a human being that we need. Like we need people that we connect with. This is our tribal mentality. I mean, thousands and thousands of years ago, we would not survive if we didn't have a tribe if we weren't connected and belonging to a community of people that could support us and connect with us and relate with us. So it's deeply rooted in our, in our psyche, in our body, that we need this. 
So I highly, highly recommend looking for that and to immerse yourself into positivity. That's one of my favorite ways. And if you're in Denver, I'm hosting an in-person meetup. It's called Soul Builder Live. It's a th- two-day event where we're going to be focusing on learning how to live our soul's purpose. So that two-day event I'm hosting, it's a way of connecting with community. If you are in Denver or if you're around the area or willing to travel, and the next one's coming up in just a couple of weeks, but if you're listening to this in the future, I'm going to be hosting this event in person at least once a year, but also virtually. So this can happen virtually as well. Although I personally like to connect with people in person more often than than virtually as well, because again, our so disconnected world, like we're so much on technology, but uh, either way, if you want to check out my event, Soul Builder Live to activate this way of raising your vibration, you can go to soulbuilderlive.com. That website will always be updated with the next live event, or you can click the link in the description of this episode. And I hope to see you there. I'd love to support you and bring you into the community that I'm forming with Soul Builder Live. So that was number four, immersing yourself in positivity. Number five, to raise your vibration. Now, this, this is definitely an unconventional way. When we talk about raising our vibration, of course, as I defined earlier in the beginning of this episode, it's about feeling better, right? So this next one, fifth way of raising your vibration is kind of counter counterintuitive. So it definitely is unconventional. And this way is to write out your fears. Write out your fears. You could also define, maybe switch out the word fear to doubt or worry or limiting belief, something you don't like about yourself. Just write it out. And the reason why is because when we get it out of our mind, out of our emotions and onto paper, it is literally a way of releasing that energy. We let go. It may not, you know, just if you write it down in like one line and it's not, it may not be gone forever, but it's a step in the process. It's a piece to the puzzle because in one way of raising a vibration or your vibration is to do something to engage and literally raise your vibration. The other way is to start to let go of lower vibrations or vibrations that are not in harmony with the higher vibration you want to live in. So it's kind of like, think of a hot air balloon. When a hot air balloon is on the ground, it's staying there because it's tied down. But then when that hot air balloon is ready to take off, then number one, the ropes that are staked to the ground are let go of, but there's also sandbags. There's weight. There's literal weight that is on that hot air balloon basket so that it could stay lower to the ground. And so to literally raise the altitude of that hot air balloon, literally all you do is just cut out the sandbags. That's it. You let go of the sand. So it's the same thing with us. If we want to raise our vibration, sometimes we really got to focus on letting go of the things that are weighing us down. And again, my favorite way, one of my favorite ways is to journal, to write out my fears, my doubts, my worries, my insecurities, the things that I don't like about myself, just so it's out of my mind. Because if it's just in our mind, it's like it, it bounces off the walls in our head and we feel like we're crazy. We feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, why can't I shift this? Like we get so stuck in the mind when we're in that state. And there's way more uh, reasoning why that I want to go into. But to summarize it just very briefly, the science side of this, this, is, this has been well-studied. The reason why we stay or stuck in overthinking is because it's a survival instinct. It, it taps into a deeply rooted part of our brain 
called the amygdala that is totally in charge of survival. And so when we're in any negativity, we're overthinking, then we, our mind thinks, oh, we need to stay focused on this thing to overthink because otherwise we're going to die. It's not the actual thoughts we think, but that's how our brain processes that negativity, that lower vibration thought or emotion. And so when you just write it out, you start to get it out of your head. You literally put it on paper and you can quite imagine that that vibration is now moving from your head or from your heart, from your body, from your emotions. It's flowing down and out through your arm, through your hand, through your fingertips as you move your pen or pencil across the paper. And that pen then is capturing that energy or vibration onto the paper so that it's not in your energy field anymore. And bonus tip, if you feel so guided to, this could be very symbolic, but burn that piece of paper once you're done. Literally light it on fire. I invite you to do it in a safe way, of course, but uh, light it on fire, burn it. Get it out of physical existence or at least transmute that energy so that you literally physically can't see it anymore. That's really powerful to let go so that you can raise your vibration, writing out your fears. So that's been number five. Let's move right along. We've got two more. Number six, this one I just recently discovered too. I'm so excited about this one. Um, literally, I'm recording this on September 1st uh, and the super full blue moon was August 30th. And on August 30th, that Wednesday, I took the day off from work because I was feeling quite emotional and um, quite in my head. And so I just went to a park, a state park in Colorado called El Dorado State or El Dorado Canyon State Park. And there's a beautiful, beautiful river in the middle of there because it's literally a canyon. So the river is right in the middle of the two uh, mountains on each side that form the canyon. And I went for a hike. And at the end of that hike, this popped in my mind because I was thinking about what is some way I can release anger? Because I've been doing some, some healing work, a lot of healing work in my life, um, noticing that I have had a lot of trapped, specifically shame and anger as a man in my body. And I've known this for some time and I've been doing many different things uh, like shadow work and shamanic journeying, soul retrievals, past life regressions. Um, I mean, quite literally to even like somatic experiencing uh, or simply writing out my own fears. Like I mentioned, like the things that I'm going through, just journaling on it. Uh, but this, this idea, because I've known that a way of releasing uh, energy that is a low vibration, which again, remember, raises your vibration. One way of doing that is to yell to literally scream. And I've heard it said like, yeah, scream in a pillow, or you can even do something called silent screaming, where you literally tense up your muscles of your arms, your belly, your torso, like your face as if you are yelling, but you don't actually activate your vocal cords to yell. So it's a very safe way to yell, uh, silent yelling. But I wanted to really release that with my vocal cords. I really wanted to just release it with a, a visceral vibration that I emit from my body. And so I was like thinking like, yeah, I want to yell, but <laughs> I, I don't want to just yell into this canyon. Like, I feel like people are going to be rock. There were literally people rock climbing. I'm like, I don't want to scare them. I'm not trying to have them like be in danger because of me. Um, so this idea just popped in my mind and I'd never heard of this before, but it was so cathartic for me. And this is number six, way, the sixth way of an unconventional way, unconventional way of raising your vibration is to yell underwater. It's kind of the same principle of yelling into a pillow, 
but I found it so nurturing, so nourishing for me to yell my held held pent up anger and shame and guilt into the river so that that water then can carry that energy away. Mother Earth is so powerful and so helpful to help us transmute these lower vibration emotions. And so I've known that, but this was the first time I've done that. And so I literally, I got, took off my shoes, took off my socks, uh, put my stuff down. I had a hat, I took off the hat and um, you know, I, I walked into the river and there was this beautiful spot where these two rocks, that very tall rocks, like five to 10 feet, five to seven feet tall. They were beside me and um, held onto those as I just dunked my face in the water and let it out, just yelled. And it was amazing. It was just so relieving. And so there's not much I think I can add more to that um, because I think all these points are building on themselves, of course. Like I said, of number five, of writing at your fears, screaming, letting go of that lower vibration emotion through your voice, super helpful as well. Because again, that'll help you raise your vibration, just like letting go of the sandbags off of a hot air balloon. So scream underwater if you can. Uh, I'm thinking about now as I'm going forward in my life, like how can I integrate that as a practice? Like uh, I might not be going to that, that Canyon uh, every day or every week, but oh, maybe I can do that in a bath. I was thinking like, or I can literally fill a bowl of water or like my sink and just yell into that. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to see where I go with that, but uh, hope you try that out if you're feeling guided to. All right. Number seven, coming in for a landing here. The seventh, unconventional way to raise your vibration right now is to change your beliefs and or another way of saying it challenge your beliefs because we all have beliefs that keep us safe in our comfort zone in other words we have a certain status quo that we like to live in and that that status quo is made up of certain thoughts that we generally think that are patterns in our life it's also general ways that we feel in regards to ourselves or our friends, our work. There's a general feeling that's there. And so there's a, in other words, general vibration. And so we have a belief often that this is just the way it is. Oh, that's just how I am. And we don't challenge our belief that we can actually establish a completely new normal of a higher vibration. And to qualify this as an unconventional way, I know it's pretty conventional or straightforward, especially if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you do this, of challenging your beliefs, uh, shifting limiting beliefs, letting those go. But I call this unconventional because most people in our world don't do this. I literally was like contemplating this as I was journaling on this and writing this out. I was like, is this unconventional? I was like, no, 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 it is. And it part of, to me, it's kind of not unconventional because it's so normal, a normal part of my life. And maybe it is for you too, but really think about it. Most people in the world, I don't know, I'm going to make it up, a per, make up a percentage, but I'd say like 85, 90, even up to 95% of people in the world are not really engaged in their own personal evolution, their own spiritual evolution. They're not really looking to grow. Maybe they want some better things in their life. Yeah. But they're not making that a practice. They're not committed. Maybe they'll, uh, you know, read a book here or there, like once a month, once a year. <laughs> Maybe listen to one episode of the Science and Spirituality podcast and call it good for the next month. But no, 
I believe it's unconventional to really challenge your beliefs because that has to be a consistent practice. It's not something you could do in just one day or one weekend or in one podcast episode. It is something to do that you have to do on a daily basis and check in with yourself consistently because that is how patterns change in general. I mean, that's that's been well studied too, that the average time it takes to change a habit, a physical habit is 66 days. And that definitely connects with our uh, the the connections or the the buildup of our mind and how our neurons are firing and wiring together. Neuroplasticity kicks in after a few weeks. Like it, it takes some time. So same thing with challenging your beliefs. So this is a third way of uh, dropping something or letting something go in order to raise your vibration. Because again, remember number five I mentioned was writing out your fears. Number six was screaming underwater, letting that go. Now changing your beliefs is to really challenge those limiting beliefs. And here's an interesting thing too. I think this will really help as well to view it that it's not about finding those beliefs that are just so negative or so limiting, but it may be checking into your beliefs about yourself and about what you can do, who you can be, that maybe they're good, but they're not great. Those beliefs, in other words, they're not, they're good. Like those beliefs are pretty good. Like they've gotten or allowed you to experience a certain level of love or happiness or joy or fulfillment or freedom, but it's not to the degree, in other words, the greatness that you so desire in your vision to fulfill your purpose or to do what you want to do in the world. Fascinating, right? I've heard it said that the enemy of great is good. The enemy of great is good. And so we want to challenge our beliefs on a regular basis for ourselves. And that'll absolutely help in raising our vibration because then, of course, we can connect with a higher vibration belief. And that sustains us in that new level of vibration. There's a great book I'd recommend if you want to dive deeper into that one. It's one of my favorite books of all time by the, the great Gay Hendricks. He's written dozens of books now, but my favorite book of his is called The Big Leap, The Big Leap. And the entire book is about raising the normal or your status quo to a higher vibration, basically, because he, he gives this great analogy about how we are like thermostats, where there's a certain setting of a temperature we have, and that dictates our normal for love, creativity, happiness, money, fulfillment, freedom any of those things that we really desire. And then when we, if we go above that, we generate a higher vibration. Sometimes we self-sabotage because it's not our new, new normal yet. And it's just like a thermostat. If um, temperature in the room goes above that thermostatic setting, then it'll kick in uh, hot air or sorry, cool, cool air. Yeah. Kicking cool air <laughs> to, to bring it back down to the lower temperature. So if we want to really raise the vibration in our life, we have to make it a consistent practice. And The Big Leap is a fantastic resource for that. And one final resource for you. Once a month, I so if you haven't gotten this yet, because some people I've talked with, they're like, can't tell if it's, if it's Kevin or Chris talking. You all sound the same, but this is Kevin who's given this solo episode. And um, once a month, I offer what are called strategy sessions as a transformational life coach. And it's where I carve out some time to open up my calendar to offer a one-hour call for you and it's completely complimentary so that I can help you in your life. And we'll definitely talk about raising your vibration, 
we'll first go into in this call. This is why I call it a strategy session to strategize first discovering, well, what's holding you back? What are the challenges you're facing right now that you feel stuck in? So I can get clear, help you get clear on that, understanding what is holding you back and why. Then we'll go into your vision. And that's definitely about raising your vibration to get connected with the life you would love to live, your vision, your dream, why you're here on planet earth, like your purpose. We'll get clear on that. And I'll guide you through an exercise to connect on a deep visceral level with that vision. And then we'll talk about action steps and I'll help you in discovering what you could do to bridge the gap from where you are to where you'd love to be in your life. And again, this call is completely complimentary, although the value of this is $250 because this is a private call with me for a full hour on Zoom. And at the end, if we do find that we're a good fit to work together, then we'll absolutely talk about coaching and programs that I have to offer to support you in not only generating a higher vibration that's in harmony with your vision and building that life, but also how do you sustain that? And so I personally believe that having support on a consistent basis is really, really helpful, makes it so much easier to do this. So if you'd love to have that session, then you can click the link in the description of this episode. You'll go to my online calendar, pick a date and time that works for you, fill out some questions, and we'll have that call. And again, that's completely complimentary. I believe the last time I checked, I had 11 spots for this month of September, uh, but you could always check back in and see if I have any spots available. So do that if that resonates with you, if you're feeling the, the calling to connect with me as your coach. And uh, I look forward to talking with you then. So my friends, that has been the seven unconventional ways to raise your vibration right now. And to reiterate, the seven are number one, smile. Number two, laughing, laughing practice. Number three, observe nature. Number four, immerse yourself in positivity. And I'd love to see you at Soul Builder Live if you resonate with that. Number five, write out your fears. Number six, scream underwater. That's probably my favorite one out of the seven so far. And then number seven, challenge your beliefs so that you can raise your vibration. So I hope this has helped. And let me know in the uh, on Spotify, if you're listening to this on Spotify, I'm starting to add questions that are relating to the episodes. So I'd love to hear your feedback and what which one you resonated with the most or which one you're going to practice now going over or practice now going forward in the next week or two in your life. So let me know in the question and answer below and I'll talk with you on another episode. Peace. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.